This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish, founder of Abish Financial Services. A lot of firms out there say they will do tax planning, say they will do social security planning and RMD planning, and typically they just do investment management. They want your money. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. Where do you stand today with your retirement accounts, with your insurance, with social security, RMDs, taxes, all of it? This is how we need to think. We need to think outside of the box on these matters. Abe is here to help you unlock the keys to your retirement. I wanted to get started today by asking you about a term we've been hearing a lot about, I guess, since the start of the spring. We keep hearing about the great resignation, which includes an exodus of older Americans from the labor force during the pandemic. It's contributed to a labor shortage and spurred inflation worries. But an article in Barron's asks if many of them are truly ready to retire early. Many are still holding mortgages. They're not old enough to qualify for Medicare, they might be basing their decision on a long-term view that the market will continue to perform at record levels. Abe, what do you say to somebody you meet with who might be in this position? How do you help them to get a handle on how much they've saved versus what they'll need to spend? Yeah, good questions, Heather. Here's a couple things from the article. You know, if you're retiring early, let's say you're retiring, Heather, at 60 versus 65 or 66, obviously that's going to cost you a little bit more, right? Because that's five or six years without wages. That's five or six years of hopefully you being healthy, traveling and spending more on leisure and different items, right? right? Also, we're finding that our clients that are retiring early because they're young and healthy and happy and mobile yeah. are spending more money on bigger ticket items like new cars, maybe adding a pool onto the house or adding on a covered patio or, mm-hmm. you know, remodeling a kitchen because, you know, either they're deciding to stay in the home and age in place or uh, they're downsizing and moving into a new place and fixing it up and so forth. You also want to be aware of healthcare expenses, additional healthcare expenses, because if you're not 65, you can't hop on Medicare yet, right? So you need right. to factor that in. Okay. And if you don't need to generate a lot of income from your portfolio, for example, if you only need to pull down maybe two, three, or less than 4% of your portfolio every year for supplemental income, you might be okay by retiring early versus hmm. waiting. So a lot of different factors to consider. And we just had a couple call in that is just like this. The husband is 66. The wife is 62. They're going to be retiring just in a few years. They live in Centerville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. They have a million and a half dollars saved. So okay. good job of saving. Yeah. They're a six on our risk scale. So okay. we try to keep things simple. And so for people listening right now, what we say is, uh, you know, to our prospective clients, if on a scale of one to 10, with one being all cash and 10 being all stock, mm-hmm. where would you sit on that scale in terms of your risk, comfort, and tolerance? And most people tell us somewhere between a four to a seven. Why? Because if you're an eight or nine or 10, you're super aggressive and taking on a lot of risk, really unnecessary risk. And if you're a zero, one, two, or three, you're pretty darn conservative and maybe you know, not taking on enough risk. So most people tell us they're a four to a seven. Okay. This couple told us that they're a six, which means on a million and a half dollars, you know, $900,000 would be more of a growth focus and maybe 600,000 would have more of an income and more of a safety focus so that all of their eggs aren't in one basket. So with one and a half million dollars coming in, you would think that most people would be okay in about Mm -hmm. five years left to work. But the issue and their biggest problem, Heather, was that they had no plan. Mm. And again, we spend more time planning our vacations 
than we do planning our retirement. It's, it's right? So true. We, but but if you're retiring at 60 to 65, you could live another 30 to 35 years mm-hmm. and you have no plan for that, mm-hmm. right? You might have a 401k with Vanguard or Fidelity. You might have IRAs here and there. You might have brokerage accounts and savings accounts and real estate and savings bonds, maybe some annuities. You might have a pension, a couple social security checks and think you're okay. Mm-hmm. But really what you have is a bunch of stuff and you need to know how that stuff is gonna fit together in an actionable income plan that you can track, monitor, and follow every year for the rest of your life. How in the world do you know where you're going if you don't have a plan? So their biggest problem was they had all this stuff, Heather. I say asset rich, right? A million and a half dollars, not including the equity in their house. Okay. Asset rich, income poor. Got it. A growth plan, no income and distribution plan. A no plan for income other then their social security checks. So when we mm. ran the income plan, what we found out naturally was that they had a pretty big gap. And the gap, the income gap that they had was about $50,000. Now oh. on a million and a half dollars today, with about five years to grow that pot and nest egg, they're gonna be able to generate that income that they need. However, what we also found is that somewhere between 30 to 40% of their portfolio was in bonds. That was another problem. Most of their bonds were yielding and are currently growing in between 1.3% to 2.2. So here's 40, roughly 40% of their portfolio, almost $600,000, not even keeping up with inflation. Got it. Right? So yep. we want to get out of harm's way, whether it's higher taxes down the road, whether it's a market crash or market bubble or real estate bubble, inflation. We want to get out of harm's way as we're transitioning from our working career into retirement. Whatever that harm's way looks like, we wanna get out of its way. So what was the solution? We recommended a 60-40 portfolio for them where 60% of their portfolio was predominantly in a growth-focused portfolio, portfolios, and 40% of their nest egg was more in income-generating vehicles, but not bonds. So we use bond alternatives, bond substitutes that are gonna keep our dollars safe or safer than equities, yet give us more yield potential than a typical bond or treasury. Also, while we were doing that, we gave them a complete portfolio x-ray. So it really wasn't until they were open to sitting down and getting a professional second opinion that they actually saw, well, you know, we probably have saved enough, but there are some inefficiencies in our plan. We have no roadmap to tell us you know, where we are, where we're going. Mm -hmm. Let's get a roadmap in place. Let's get a portfolio x-ray done so we know where the inefficiencies are, so we get out of harm's way, so we do things to protect ourselves from items like taxes, inflation, market crashes, et cetera. Abe, you mentioned a couple of the areas that we need to worry about when drawing up this roadmap for our retirement future and a big area that so many of us are thinking about, especially right now, is the idea of taxes. So for you listening to the radio right now, next time you log into your retirement account, imagine that the number at the bottom of the page is quite a bit smaller than the one you are seeing. And you're doing that because the Motley Fool points out people tend to forget that taxes are going to claim a big chunk of that money. Abe, can you talk a little bit about how we can account for that in our retirement planning? Absolutely, Heather. Look, tax planning and really ways to mitigate and lower tax are predominantly avoided and not discussed at most financial firms. And it's because they just choose not to plan for it, right? And most firms out there, when you hear of all these big names, all these big box firms, 
typically they do a very good job, but it's usually just in the investment management area. Well, you may say investments. I mean, that's going to be my retirement, right? Mm -hmm. My 401k, I got a million and I got a million over there and blah, blah, blah. Well, yes, those investments will help you to generate income, but investments and investment planning is just one part of maybe six to seven important pieces of a comprehensive retirement plan. So we have to look at mitigating and lower tax as much as possible, especially if you've done a good job of saving for retirement, and especially if the majority of those monies, which most Americans' monies are, in TSPs, 401ks, and traditional IRAs. And here's a good example. We just had a couple call in. They live in Fairfax. They're 62 and 60, retiring within the next year. They live in Fairfax, Virginia, 1.8 million saved. Mm And again, they're a six on our risk scale, mm. right? In between one mm. and 10, they're a six. So 60%, they wanted more of a growth focused on their $1.8 million. 40%, they're saying, hey, Abe and the team, we don't want to go for broke, but we do want some protections built in place here right. too. Right. And by the way, although we feel like we've done a good job of saving, we are aware that almost $2 million has not been taxed. Mm. One of the biggest mm-hmm. myths, Heather, of retirement planning is that when you retire, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. That is one of the biggest myths that I ever heard and that a lot of people have heard. Mm. And because of that, people say, well, just max out your 401ks, max out your IRAs and TSPs, because when you retire, you won't be working, you'll have less income. And because of that, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. Right. That is true for some, that is false for a lot of people, especially in this area. This gentleman has a $10,000 monthly pension, wow. a $120,000 annual pension. They have $2 million on top of that and two social security checks. Wow. This couple will be generating not as much income as they were when they were working because yeah. this gentleman was earning a lot of money. However, they're going to have a hefty income in retirement with fewer deductions. Got it. So they're not going to be maxing out their 401ks. Their home is paid off. They've lost a deduction there and other deductions that they had when they were working. Mm-hmm. Charitable deductions, you know, you may not give as much in retirement as you did when you were working because your, your working income is gone, right? Mm-hmm. So we could have a ticking tax time bomb. A tax freight train might be coming because of the country's national debt. And if you're concerned with the country's financial status, the country's national debt, and you think that taxes may go up in the future like this couple does, then we need to take action. What's the solution? Look, nothing's perfect, but let's address taxes. What we mean by that is if we have almost $2 million and we've never paid the tax bill yet, let's look at ways to strategically lower and mitigate tax on those dollars because you will either pay them now or later. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you can do a combination of both instead of just waiting and hoping that down the road, you're not going to be affected by higher taxes. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish. To learn more about Abish Financial Services, visit retirementkeyradio.com. And join Abe for his radio show, The Retirement Key, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on WMAL. 
Patrick Volk is an investment advisor representative of J. Hagen Capital, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish and Patrick Volk are licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abraham Abish or Patrick Falk. NPN number 770-3575 and NPN number 727-978.